This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about my thoughts on PlayStation VR 2, Octopath Traveler, and our predictions for Thursday's state of play. We'll have all in this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. I'm Greg, that's blessed, that's Janet, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys on your PlayStation with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. Uh, you can get PS I Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show over on YouTube.com slash KINDAFUNNYGAMES and podcast services around the globe each and every week. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll start with a PSN message from you. Hello, Blessing. Hello, Janet. Hi, Greg. Hello. Janet, what is the update on your sickness? We're all watching on Instagram the sickness that will never end. Um, the update is I am sick. Uh, I got <laughs> sick around like Tuesday, uh-huh. which like I think I think I was like lightly sick when we recorded like last week, but it wasn't that deep because it was just like, oh, my lymph nodes kind of swollen. You like, thought you could shrug this oh, off. It's... You could play through the pain. I get it. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, I did not swirl and twirl around, okay, in VR to let that go wasted. So I, I, I pulled up. I wore my sick game shirt to that episode. Um, if you know, you know. And um, then I actually, like, ended up getting an actual cold. So it's like the lymph node thing was Damn. like a weird prequel. Damn. And I hate that you can be, and I'm not, like, you know, ridiculously old. I got a lot of years ahead of me, God willing. But I hate that you can be, like... I don't know, 20, 30, 40, and still have new body stuff happen. Like, I know, you oh, know, yeah. what a cold looks like for me, but especially, like, in a pseudo-COVID-happened world, too, I feel like that messed with everyone's immune systems, too, where I have sure. all these new ailments and things. So, um, yeah, see, the, the, the chat, your body's changing. I don't like that. We were pitched when we were when we came into existence that you have, like, one change. Uh, maybe there's, like, another change later, like, menopause or whatever, and that's it. But you're changing all the time. I still have acne. I don't understand. I don't like it, but I'm Keeps here and I'm toes. drinking ginger tea. Um, also, I'm, I'm into ginger tea now. This is like my Hell first yeah. time ginger having awesome. it. It's like fresh ginger. Like Isaiah made it for me originally. And then I'm like, how do you make this? It's not hard. You just like, you know, freaking peel off the skin and then put it into a pot. But this thing kind of hits, which is this a wash take? Maybe. I don't care. I'm embracing it. Here's the thing. Tea sucks. No, he's great. There is nothing more depressing <laughs> than me as a coffee drinker when I'm sick and I need tea. When I'm like, God damn it, give me the thing with the stuff. Can I get it? Can I get it? Sucks honey that you in save it? it for when you're sick when you can have it year round. But nothing I, is stopping you from just drinking tea. Put some honey in there. I can have the coffee oh, though. Man. I can have the coffee. I can't I do the honey. It's too, too much. I've been off of coffee for the last 
two to three weeks. And look at your life just falling apart. <laughs> I am falling apart, but also I no. feel great. I don't feel as hyper as I usually feel. Okay. Yeah, everybody knows me as that hyper guy. Do they? Is that <laughs> like, what they know? That guy as? with all the energy yeah. just bursting at the seams. That's what they, that's what they know me as. Huh? I was yeah. I was unaware that was your reputation these days. Yeah. Huh. They call me hyper poppy. Yeah. They do I, call you that hyper poppy. <laughs> there it is. We left the door open, Barrett. That's on us. Uh, for our PSN message, of course, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, and you can do it for free, and you can get your question right on the show, and it's a great thought starter for the show. Today, Piano Fish Tank writes in. Uh, Piano Fish Tank says, are there any PlayStation VR 2 games in the launch lineup that are already on other platforms that you think or may get a second look from you and or a closer look if you've looked before? Basically, since, of course... As we talked about today, Janet, did you see my tweet today about the email I got from MetaQuest? No. What was so it? I open up my email as I do every day, and I have 4,000 4, press release emails about video games, and it's great, and it's amazing. Most time you blow right past them. I get this email, ladies and gentlemen, today from Meta. This is straight up from Meta. This is about the Quest. Headline, PlayStation VR 2 launch titles on Quest. Hi, Greg. The launch of PlayStation VR 2 on February 22nd will give players even more ways to enjoy VR games and developers even more places to create for VR. I'm like, wow, what a great sentence. That's a very good... I'm glad they understand that everybody needs to support VR. In case you can't wait for the PSVR 2 launch, it's my pleasure to share that, and they bold this, 42 out of 49 launch window titles and bold for PlayStation VR 2 are already available on or also coming to MetaQuest 2, with many of them brought to life through Meta funding. The launch of PlayStation VR 2 is great news for developers building businesses in VR, and there are now more ways than ever before for consumers or custom, yeah, consumers to experience these games. That is... Petty. <laughs> you want to talk about Damn like it. a compliment sandwich, like trying yeah. to sneak it in there of like, hey, it's great that this is coming out. We all need to support VR. That's the front. And then the end of like, hey, we're building a better business for all of VR people. That's great. And then in the middle, though, and by the way, though, 42 of the 49 launch games you can get right now on MetaQuest. That's really the funny. Core's light, cold hard effect for sure. Uh, people don't want to hear that, but it is true. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's been one of the things we've talked about from the beginning of this launch lineup, right? When they announced it, of like, okay, cool. Is it quality over quantity? What are we actually getting? What's actually new? What's selling and moving the PlayStation VR unit? Uh, you guys, of course, reviewed PlayStation VR 2 last week with the one and only Paris Lily. You had a great episode. Really appreciated it. Um, you know, I got pulled away by a family emergency, so my actual PlayStation VR time has been limited by quite a bit because I got a day and a half before I needed to eject, call Janet, beg her to take on doing my part of the work, and I was gone and didn't get back till basically Monday. And so I had my day and a half with it when we first got it. Then me and Bless have done a big stream on it, uh, and I honestly... When I was tr- when I was listening to play- PS I Love You last week without me the review, and I was trying to tweet about it and trying to k- get my thoughts k- aligned, I never actually did because so much was happening and pulling me away from my phone and any any uh, Twitter terminal I could use. But the summation I think of where I'm at with PlayStation VR two is this: it is heartbreaking to me, Greg Miller. PlayStation fanboy known far and wide on the internet, right, for his love of all things trophies that I was sent up to Canada as far, nearly as far away from my PlayStation VR as I could. The brand new piece of PlayStation tech. I was on the other side of the continent and I was not like, ah, I got to get back to PlayStation VR too. It was very much, I, I was right there with you guys in what I've played, which is a very limited amount, obviously. So take it with a grain of salt. But for me, I was right there with you of like, the tech itself is great. The PlayStation VR 2 is a great feel on your face. 
the fidelity of the screen. I think the plug and play use, the controllers, et cetera, we could go on all day about it. But right now, what to do with it is just okay. It's it, We did the stream today. We jumped through a bunch of stuff, and I still have that same feeling I had a lot of PlayStation VR games, bless of. These just feel like tech demos. They just feel like things you jump into, go like, oh, this is what cool VR, this is what VR can do right now. And then you put down the headset, you go play a real game. And I And I don't, I use that as a loaded term because I was in Canada and I wasn't going... God, I got to get back to Call of the Mountain. Oh, I got to get back and finish all the trophies and what what the bat. I was sitting there going, man, I just want Ben to go to bed so I can play some Octopath Traveler 2. Man, I want to get back to Wild Hearts. Like, I wasn't sitting there chomping, champing at the bit to go, hey, I need to play PlayStation VR 2, which is a heartbreaker. And I think there's things on the horizon. You know, I'm excited for Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners. I'm excited to see what Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is all about. Firewall Ultra. Firewall Ultra for sure, right? Uh, you know, as we record this, we have to record out of order, of course, because I'm hosting the Dice Awards. Please watch me and Stella do that on Thursday. You know, we are on the eve right now of tomorrow, Resident Evil 7, get, or yeah, Resident Evil Village gets patched to have its PlayStation VR 2 support, which even though I wasn't a big fan of that game, I loved 7 in PlayStation VR 1. I'm excited to try uh, Village in v- PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I know you, since the review, have been playing a lot of GT uh, Gran Turismo 7 in mm. VR. Like, there's cool shit there, but I am sit here, uh, you know, as the reviewer, pundit, critic, whatever you want, and I can't come up with the reason to tell you, yes, you need to run out and spend $550 on this. Yeah. Gran Turismo 7, I, uh, I will say, is the one game in the launch lineup so far where I'm like, okay, this is actually really uh, selling me on this. And, of course, I think it's going to take way more than one or a couple of games to really drive home, oh, I'm going to buy this thing for $550 to then play a bunch of games on, right, as opposed to just uh, lying there. But, yeah, playing GT7 the last couple of days, looking at the the fidelity of it, right, feeling how smooth it is to play that game, right, and having... VR actually adds something to sure. that game. I think that's where it comes down for me in terms of what we're talking about in terms of launch lineup, right? Where, you know, you look at the the MetaQuest uh, email and it is this out of this many games, right? Like 90 to 95% of the the library on PSVR 2 in terms of launch lineup are available on MetaQuest if you want to come come over here and play, play over here, right? Like I look at the lineup and I'm like, man, a lot of these games I've already played into piano fish takes fish tanks question right are there any games in the launch lineup that are already on other platforms that may deserve a second look that has been where a lot of the fun has come in for me for psvr2 where i've been playing a lot of res infinite i'm having a blast of res infinite i've been returning to tetris effect because i absolutely love tetris effect and playing on psvr2 just as fun as playing on psvr1 thumper is one that i'm giving more of a shot this time around and i'm really enjoying you know that's one where well i picked it up on it was either on psvr1 or MetaQuest. And I played the first level, and I was like, oh, this is neat, and then I bounced off. But I've been playing more of it at my desk, and I've been like, yo, this is actually pretty um, uh, pretty awesome. But yeah, when we talk about those games, we're talking about uh, older games or games that have been other pla- on other platforms. And then when we talk about things like Resident Evil Village or Gran Turismo 7, these are technically older games still. Yeah. And that said, like, you know, Gran Turismo, playing it, I'm like, oh, this feels like the way to play this game. And so, yeah, that is one that I'm going to uh, add a lot of uh, credit to in terms of, hey, this is an, an awesome VR title. Um, but, yeah, you have those. And then you also have the ones that you, you're describing as, like, oh, these feel more tech demo-ish, right? Of, like, I play Kayak VR, and I'm like, this is not this is a, this is is not a meaty game in terms of content. And it's also not, like, a stop-the-world kind of game in terms of me wanting to come back and play it, right? This is a game that I'm checking out to... to, to um, Check out the visuals. Go, hey, this looks beautiful. Okay, this works. All right, let me play this one or two times. Maybe get motion sick and then bounce out and on to the next thing. Sure. Uh, Janet, I know it's been a week of uh, since your PlayStation VR launch review coverage. Uh, have you 
had any more thoughts, any more time with different games, and then, yeah, are there anything in the launch lineup that you've passed before that you're like, this is the chance to give it? Yeah, well, I just want to, like, start out by mentioning, you know, a lot of our conversation was on whatever the, the library that we had at the time, and that it's, it is a little bit thin, and yes, to push back to that email, 42 out of 49, it's not a lot of new content. It will kind of, I think, to a degree, your fun will depend on what your expectation in history is. You know, I think that's sure. why it was so cool having Paris on 100%. with that fresh perspective where it's like, okay, maybe you are like Paris and like you can benefit from that kind of vibe and that alignment and that fits where you're at. Maybe you're like, you know, blessed and you have a couple like experiences with different headsets and maybe you've already experienced a lot of these games. Um, can I jump in real quick really, before you pivot yeah. though? Cause I want to, that's a great thread that I want to pull on. And I really like you guys having Paris on there. I really liked him having a different perspective than us who's played a bunch of VR stuff before. My problem, not with Paris or with that argument at all, is that I think even if I was talking to a Paris, if I was talking to anybody, a Trenton, New Jersey, it's a city joke. Is Paris? Mm. Anyways, if I was talking to anybody and they had never played VR before, I still think I would sit there and go, "It's still a steep price for a bunch." Like the amount of fun I feel like I've gotten out of most of the VR things we've done in the stream and running through stuff, and even if you want to go into PlayStation VR one. With the rare exception, I feel like I get the same amount of fun as I give the people who visit my house and use it for the first time. It's uh, PlayStation VR was the best. It was almost, it was a lot like the Wii. It was a lot like Rock Band. Of someone comes to your house and they're like, "Oh, is this VR? I've heard of it, but I've never used it." Oh my god, jump in! Let's do Job Simulator. Jump in! Let's do the game where you make the hamburgers. Jump in! It was, but it would be that thing that they would play those games for 10, 15 minutes and move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing, and then those people who are coming and having those experiences were my casual gamer friends. They weren't buying a VR unit. And I don't know what it is about VR2, but sitting here, and I guess the price point and the launch library and everything else, I still feel like you're at a Dave & Buster's where you're running around from terminal to terminal and doing stuff, and I'm not sitting there putting in hour after hour after hour with something, which is why I sit there and I get excited for Walking Dead of like, okay, well, it's a big RPG, and I hope the things that people didn't like about the MetaQuest version or the, the version that was on probably everything, but whatever. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. speaking out of turn there. I, I skipped it knowing it would eventually come to PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I hope they'll do, that it'll be there. Something like Moss that I love so much. I'm excited you know, that those kind of games exist. Those are the things I want. Those experiences I want. I want those quote-unquote real games. I want to be away from it and go, man, I can't wait to get back to it. Even Call of the Mountain. Like, I'd put multiple hours in. I'm, I'm into that game. I am, I'm, I'm hearing the Call of the Mountain. I'm climbing up the mountain. Playing it before I left and then playing it today with you. I take it off and I put it down and I'm not like, fuck, I got to get back to this. Oh my God. What is the story? The thing I'm like, I'm climbing. I'm, I'm, and that's cool. The climbing is fun. The climb the bow and arrow is fun. It's just like, I don't feel the, the call to go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to answer the call. And so that's my thing it. is like, even if you'd played nothing, I was still, I, I think if, if you were a casual person, it was, it was just still, it would be even harder to be like, well, yeah, it's five hundred fifty dollars, and you can play a bunch of things and do a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I think I think that's the thing that when it comes to a, a review, it's a difficult thing to nail down in terms of who are you talking to in this review. Because sure. for me, from my perspective, right, I'm talking to the wider PlayStation audience. Hey, should you show up? Should you buy PlayStation VR two? Right. If I'm talking to the hardcore VR audience, I would say, hey, yeah, you're gonna like, buy it anyway. Then yeah, like, one, you're gonna buy yeah. it anyway. But then also, yeah, five hundred fifty dollars is the tech worth that? Yeah, sure. Like it is powerful right and for that level of fidelity for 550 dollars, yeah sure give it a go but would i recommend anybody pick up playstation vr 2 for 550 dollars for the library that's there 
probably not, especially if you've already played these VR games on other platforms, right? I think that's where where it comes down in terms of like who the who the, who a, a review speaks to, who are recommendations for, all that stuff. I think for me, right? For me, as somebody who does enjoy VR, and for me, as somebody who's played uh, PSVR one and played MetaQuest so far, I look at at the library and I am like. All right, like it seems fine. Like it seems okay for now, right? I hope that more stuff comes through. I think it really needs more stuff to come through. But for us who are again PlayStation people are able to look forward in terms of all right, what's PlayStation working on? What is PlayStation going to prioritize in terms of output? I get real scared about this thing. I get real scared sure. about the amount and the and the kind of software that's going to come to this thing, especially coming off of Horizon Call of the Mountain. And you talk about, you know, not um, you know, not feeling to come back to it. We're talking about a game that, you know, got a 7 out of 10 from IGN, got a 7 out of 10 from GameSpot. Isn't like you know, isn't blowing uh, blowing people out of the water in terms of it being the next Half-Life Alex or yeah. the next Astrobot Rescue Mission or the next Beat Saber or whatever. The game is fine. And that, and that is the highlight PSVR 2 launch yeah. game. I think you need to bring more of the stuff. And for me, like, Gran Turismo is bringing a bit more of the stuff. I still need more than that, right? I think I, to, to justify that kind of price to a wide audience sure. to, to come into, oh, yeah, I think I think you need way more than that. Yeah, I think, too, just to, like, you know, circle back to Please. having more time to reflect, like, I have seen a lot of, you know, people's responses to like our, our review, a lot of, a lot of some other reviews and just the general discourse and um, like to Blessing's point where it's like, oh, 550, is it worth it with the tech? Sure, it might be, but like that doesn't necessarily end up mattering. And that's how I feel about it as well, where you can make me a meal and spend a lot of time and spend a lot of money on the ingredients. If I don't like what I'm eating, I don't care. Like it doesn't end up mattering. And I understand that like, you know, Again, different people look for different things in the evaluation of it. And for me, like, you know, leading the sector of like the, the PSVR 2 review in relation to not just the hardware, but also the holistic experience. That is why I landed at that three out of five where it's like, sure, maybe this is impressive, but I'm not feeling it. It does not connect with me. It doesn't resonate with me. I think your Dave and Buster's example totally nails it. Um, a lot of my PSVR experience, despite being like what I would consider a VR fan. And, you know, definitely, of course, we want the platform to succeed. We want good 100%. stuff on here. We're here covering it. We're going to, I'm going to be here regardless. Am I going to have a good time? I don't know, but I'm here, you know? Like we talk about that week after week. And for me, the experience of PSVR feels a lot like, no, I'm I'm having fun, right? Like this is pretty, I mean, <laughs> like, I should be, right? Because you feel like, again, the price point, the tech, what they've managed to accomplish from a technological perspective, you feel like they're, it, it should click. And for me, it just, it does not, it doesn't. I haven't had an experience, especially a new experience with PS, PSVR too, that has made me, you know, be impressed or made me see what VR has to offer. Um, the closest I have is like cool times from like back in that I had in 2016. I'm like, Moss Book 1 still hits. And hey, I didn't finish Moss Book 1 or 2. So I'm going to play, you know, I'm here now. I have it. I'm invested in it because I'm part of it because it's part of my collection it's part of my gaming experience but yeah i'm not gonna i can't pretend that i feel something that i don't feel um and right now for my for me my psvr2 experience is fairly middling um and you know i'm optimistic about what the future holds but i'm also i've also been here before right psvr1 it's like oh i liked it but it's like i really only had a couple games that i really am attached to on that platform um and again we've seen playstation have these moments of the you know going for the second round it doesn't always work out and you know this stuff is hard to pull off um as far as the question too like you know what what games am i circling back to you know moss uh walkabout mini golf just got announced like a few days ago yeah. that's coming to psvr2 uh i follow a lot of people that are heavy in the vr space and they talk about that game fondly um 
Glass Clockwinder is yeah. a VR game that I'm really excited to play. Um, I'm someone that's in a weird spot where I don't have the Quest 2. So I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not also dropping money on the Quest 2. So like, I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm rolling with this PSVR 2. And hopefully, you know, we get all the games that are coming to other platforms, et cetera, et cetera. And the Last Clockwinder is one that I was really sad that I couldn't play because I didn't have the hardware for it. And people now love I do. It. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's like this really cool, like, uh, kind of a top automated like machine thing like you are like different machines and you like throw an apple and then like you become the other machine to catch the apple and you kind of set up these funky systems uh people you know my, my crew over at minmax like leo vader and jacob geller are super hot on that game so super i'm excited hot. for that super y'all know yeah you another good game y'all know before your eyes. i don't think super hot's uh, no it's not well maybe it, uh, spoilers for the prediction play. <laughs> show but again like you know we kind of so much of psvr2 at this moment and you know we're early I it's my dream that when we do like our re-review or our grading, however we want to couch it, that we feel hotter on oh, it. Oh my it's God. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I feel hot on it just because it, it it's impressive looking. Like it doesn't end up doing it for me, um, but I hope eventually it does get there. Um, but yeah, I have had some, you know, what the bat, what the bat definitely hit doesn't have platinum, but that hit um, places I'm excited for. Um, again, I think I've already mentioned bef- before your eyes is uh, it's yeah. going to be on there. I think that's perfect for the eye tracking thing. And that's so. a, one that I uh, that's on my list before your eyes because you talked about it so much. I had it downloaded on Steam. I eventually downloaded it on Hell my yes. phone or whatever because it was on Netflix, right? And I never played any of them. So when it came here, I'm like, this is it. This is the moment. We're going to go get the trophies and play it there. I'm so excited. So that's there. I'm, uh, you know, and to the question for Piano Fish Tank. I've talked about it before, but to reiterate, well, Walking Dead, which I've talked about since the Sinners Chapter 2, but then also Moss Book 2, where I busted out PSVR 1 for that and had such a poor experience with the shaky cam and the move. I was like, I'll wait. And so I still, that's on my list of, I need actual time to sit down and play it and go through and have it. But I do want to both jump back to and then piggyback off of, you're optimistic about it, you say, Janet, right? I feel right now, you know, the day of launch when this posts, right? Us here with it. I'm pessimistic. And I feel it's the more the fact of like the fact that the launch lineup, I don't think slaps And this is, you know, we still haven't played resident evil village and stuff like that or whatever, but what we've had doesn't slap. And then I do worry about the chilling effect on what that does for PlayStation and what it does for first parties. But I do believe the glimmer of hope is the fact that they're about to do this showcase. So that we want to talk about, of course, for topic of the show. You got buried by surprise. I caught buried by surprise. And here's a really smooth transition. Smooth transition. It was too smooth for this show. I apologize. Too smooth. I apologize for that. If you want also, I want to point out, because I will keep forgetting, PlayStation VR 2, if you're a video listener, on the set right now, right there in the center, and I'm not using the PlayStation official dock for it. Instead, I'm using this new one from Collective Minds. What I like about this one is it has a stand. If you're an audio listener can't see it, it is actually both... It's a stand to put the headset in when it's not in use. And then it's also got the controllers in it. So, of course, PlayStation's Ooh. official one is just for the controllers. The other dope thing about this, as I discovered, that they weren't resting correctly on the official PlayStation one, you have to put little dongles in the USB-C yeah. slots and then rest them in this one, or in, in the official PlayStation one. In this Collective Minds one, you don't. It has oh. USB-C. That changes everything. Okay. It has <laughs> that changes everything. So you lock okay. the USB-Cs into it, and it's locked up. And obviously, like, you know... Not we're not gonna go over every single like tiny little but that was something I we didn't end up talking about that I was like 
what do I do with this? So the little dongle that like clips into the bottom of the controller, I'm just I just have them in there now. Permanently. Oh yeah, I just is keep them in the controller. Is that bad for it? Like no, I don't it know. Fine. It, it's fine. Yeah. But like I, I mean, is either I, that or you lose them. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm like, what am I supposed to take them off and put them on and off? So I love the idea of that being connected. I should, yeah, I I actually don't know where my stuff is living now because I, I have it like next to the switch, like by my TV, like the headset. And then I have the controllers like on a coffee thing by my fridge. So I don't know where anything's supposed to go. That looks like a good spot for it. Yeah. And this is, I think it, and I could be misquoted by doubt. I believe it was IGN's Taylor Lyles who had tweeted about this mm-hmm. and I hit up collective minds. Like can you, me and blessing, please get these. They sent them over. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you can pick it up. It's up on Amazon. There's a bunch of different ways to go get it, but yeah, you can search for collective minds. Uh, PlayStation VR two showcase is what they call it. And so, yeah, we just got them into, or just got them in, I guess last week, but for me, just got them in yesterday. And mm-hmm. personally, I prefer them as I was joking around, uh, in, referring to a story i told you of the official playstation thing i was like doing a stream today gotta charge these things got a man i'm like i think they're charging and Dude, walked every away. single time and either someone jostled it or i just did not have them on the actual connectors and so nothing got charged but yeah. this one's dope i digress topic of the show good job is the fact ladies and gentlemen that thursday they are doing a playstation state of play we go to the playstation blog that writes State of Play returns with its first show of 2023. Get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then, settle in for more than 15 minutes of all-new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rock City Studios. It all begins Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording early so I can go to DICE and host the DICE Awards on Thursdays, but fear not. Kind of Funny, of course, will be live reacting to the PlayStation State of Play. You can watch it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. And then after it, they will immediately record the games cast as the post show and discuss everything that happens. So you can get Blessing Andy and Tim's opinion there of what has been going on. Before we even jump into dissecting the actual information, it's important to pull up Jeff Grubb. Hmm. Of course, Jeff Grubb, giant bomb you know him well he's always out there he does a bunch of great work and we love him he had a couple of different tweets that had gone up when this was all rumored early in february the list goes like this originally grub tweets state of play before the end of february confirmed it's gonna oh, i guess this is today's tweet sorry my apologies oh no this tweet the first tweet you're reading is from a, a while ago oh great okay cool there's no date on it state of actually the- sorry no this is from today because <laughs> he nails it he yeah, says yeah, everything yeah. i just said five new playstation vr games from our partners he puts in parentheses so not astro a lot of suicide squad quote new looks from anticipated then he goes major playstation st- showcase before e3 still in the works if you're not familiar with what he's re- doing there and then we go to february 10th where he had uh, quote tweeted Nobel, uh, who had, had a rumor that said, according to Jeff Grubb on Game Mess de- Decides, there should be a smaller low-key state of play in the next four weeks, uh, which he was correct about, and Sony saves some announcements for its big boy showcase, which should happen before E3. Jeff quote tweeted that and said, I see people keep saying March for state of play, but I think it's more likely to happen before the end of February. And he responds to that and says, also, the second show is not a bigger state of play. It's a PlayStation showcase, which is its own thing, which is the major gigantic one they do all the time that is like the stage presentation not all the time the big stage presentation big announcements so congrats to jeff grubb we'll get into what that means for a playstation showcase but right now let's get into predicting what is going to happen on thursday of course the key points anticipated titles from our third party partners first glimpse at five playstation vr2 games and suicide squad killed the justice league getting a big thing i guess even before predictions janet garcia is this 
exciting for you? Does this move the needle? It's exciting in that we've been demanding to have some type of, I think, Meteor PSVR 2 acknowledgement, roadmap, (laughs) anything, anything. (laughs) Like, give us some PSVR 2 stuff, like, make it feel like it really is part of that PlayStation ecosystem. And this feels like that is that. So that's the exciting part to me. I will say it's a little bit dampered by the fact that it is like PSVR 2 partners. No shade to partners. Again, a lot of my favorite VR experiences are not like, you know, first party PlayStation VR experiences. Some of them though are. Um, And I do think that is like, especially when we talk about differentiating the platform or kind of like adding some novelty, freshness, like make it feel like I need to be here playing VR here more than anywhere else. Um, Uh That's probably not going to come from, you know, a partner situation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Janet. Because it's three different bullet points. Sure. The first bullet point is a look at some anticipated games from our third-party partners. The next bullet point is a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. So they don't... The PlayStation VR 2 games don't have to be partner titles. That's better. This changes everything. But... Well, it doesn't change everything. But I, like... (laughs) You know, it's... It's good. I'm excited for it because we haven't had PSVR 2 stuff, like, at this scale... Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. And also I like the idea of, again, just rumored, but having this and then having later the showcase. Um, and again, we've always talked about state of play. I feel like is that's best when it's, um, specific and like tailored down. So it's like, okay, we kind of go in knowing somewhat of what to expect, but there is a little bit of mystery allowed there as well. So, um, yeah, let's see what these games are. I feel like I'm a little bit aggressive with the, I, <laughs> the PSVR 2. Again, I want it to do well, but I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. Give me, well, give me some food. This is what's interesting about it, Janet, is that I talked about, you know, you, at the top of the last segment, you were talking about being optimistic, and I said I'm more pessimistic. I feel like I am optimistic for the showing of these games at the showcase or state of play because I feel like, they understand they need to message what's coming forward for PlayStation VR 2. They're giving it some spotlight, which is great. And they're hopefully giving us something to chew on of what's still coming to this. And I feel like this is where you would come out and have big hitters. You, maybe not like, you know, fucking Last of Us or a God of War game, but like, or even AAA in general, move it to third party. I'm st- I still think you could go here and have something cool that makes us go, oh shit, this, uh, there's a reason to be excited beyond the launch lineup. Am I crazy, Bless, or is that too much? Am I giving you too no, much? No, I mean, because I think they need something. I think that's been one of our hangups with PSVR 2 is the fact that, you know, we talk about launching new consoles, new hardware, and how you do that in a way that excites the audience, especially when you have a lineup that's involved. And for PS5 or Xbox Series X or any big hardware, you want those games that are coming out a year from now or two years from now that you can look forward to and go, oh, shit, like, one day I'm going to get Spider-Man 2, right? Like, one day I'm going to get Horizon Forbidden West. One day I'm going to get Ratchet and Clank. You want those moments, and I think that has to exist, like, way beyond even where the, the, the launch lineup is to continue to give that, give you that carrot on the stick to, to strive for. And I think this is an opportunity to give us more of those. Um, I, in terms of, like, where I am, where I'm at with, like, the state of play as a whole, I, I do wish that the, the PSVR 2 stuff came out before, right? Like, this is the talk, conversation we had uh, leading in is the fact that you know, I had the prediction that they weren't going to do a state of play about PSVR 2 or leading into PSVR 2, right? And to do one the day after PSVR 2, I'm like, oh, man, I wish y'all hyped this up uh, going in. I have, but I'll go for it. it, when it is, as a double-edged sword, right? Of like, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, there's not enough hype going in. But then we're sitting here going, like, is there enough hype about this launch lineup in general? Mm-hmm. Maybe it is that. Again, I don't want to set expectations that you're going to get something, five amazing PlayStation VR games. But even if there's something 
like when they did PlayStation VR 1's launch lineup uh, or announcements, right, at E3, right? Uh, yeah, E3, where it was the Arkham VR and, hey, Star Wars. And it was like, oh, shit, these are cool IPs attached to it. I kind of like the idea of, hey, here are five games that actually look cool, are IP you care about. They're not Maybe they're not going to be 60 hours or whatever, but they're great reasons to be interested in the future of PlayStation VR 2. And guess what? It's in stores right now. You could yeah. go get it right now and play 48 games, 49 games. And the meta's like, but they're also in us. Get out of here, meta. No one cares about you. I think that's what you need to do, right? Yeah. I think you need to come out and be like, hey, we got some some bangers for you. I think to expect five out of five bangers from this thing, I, I will be very shocked. But I think a couple of these have to be like, oh, snap. All right, that's coming. All right, let's go. You know, I think it would be the dream, and this is for real a dream, right? For Half Life Alex to be involved somewhere. I don't expect it anymore, uh, but I think it would be it'd be so awesome to have something like that in there. If we can get a new Astrobot again, I don't expect it here because Astrobot, I feel like, is something you could even hold for a showcase. But if we get something, if we get something along those lines, then then let's freaking go. Um, I'm gonna need more than than even just ports, right? Like I'm, I one of these games shouldn't be Beat Saber. And that's what I'm scared of when it comes to the showcase. I don't want to see a Beat Saber here because Beat Saber is a game that's been on, been out on different platforms. It's a game that I feel like we should have the expectations should already be on there. Uh, I want to see those titles. I want to see stuff that's new. I want to see something. You have to imagine that what one. What does be. a new music pack? You have to imagine they're not that bullish, right? To sit there and be like, I mean, it's first look <laughs> and it's Beat Saber. Like I know technically that would be your first look at PlayStation VR 2 Beat Saber, but. A first glimpse at five PlayStation VR two titles. I feel we've not, like we've not seen Beat Saber for PSVR two yet. Ha, now now, I, now I'm getting really into the weeds. Have we ever had a first glimpse of something we've known? We've seen oh, well, before. something we that's have. come out we before. Gameplay they, reveal. Yeah, but I guess yeah. Here's my thing. Is like I have. That? I went through and I made my predictions. I put five on the line here, in okay. terms of what I think could actually be the things that show up there. And one of them I don't even really want to count, but we'll get to that when we have to, right? So I put in here. I mean, cool your jets, all right. But I put in here. Actually, you know, I'll start with less exciting ones and build up, all right. Because I think they're. I think, I'm I'm nervous you are to, to, to Well, reveal. I'm trying to figure out the right way to do this, right? Mm. But I put, oh, so like you know, <coughs> least exciting upward, right? Behemoth. You heard it. Remember this one? Do you remember this game? It's a VR game from Skydance Interactive. It's so far only has a cinematic trailer out. Okay. So that's it. We've seen the cinematic side of it. We haven't actually seen the game in motion. I think that would be one you I could see actually being put into that uh, the state of play. It is our first glimpse of what it actually looks like and how it is and get a release window, date, whatever on it and be able to build off of that. In the same vein, I'm putting in Aliens. If you remember back in July 2022, uh, Servios, I believe is how, uh, Servios, uh, and 20th Century Fox announced that they were doing a VR game in the Alien universe. At the time, they were like, it's going to be PC and console virtual reality. Uh, it's supposed to tell a new story set in the first alien set between the first alien movie and the action packed uh, sequel aliens. Right. I feel like this would be another one of like the aliens logo cinematic trailer of it, of what's going on. You could get a pop from that. And that would actually be like, okay, cool. What's going on with that one. Janet, when I was trying to correct you earlier, not even correct you, but be like, Hey, technically they say third parties. And then they talk about VR. Sure. It is Jeff's Grub Jeff Grubbs tweet is, does combine them. Five new PlayStation VR two games from partners. Parentheses, not Astro. Okay. But I don't know if that's I Jeff. think that might be a typo. Or not a typo, but I think he might have misread well, it. It's it just interpreting the way they wrote it, right? Yeah. So it's like, sure. unless he knows more than us, which he probably does. But if I'm right, and they are saying that it's just five new PlayStation VR 2 games, I do think you'll get something with a Sony first-party IP. I don't expect The Last of Us. I don't expect The God of War. 
but I could see them announcing something with Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. I could see them going that direction, right? Of like, all right, cool. We have other things in the PlayStation so. ecosystem that, you know, not Sucker Punch is working on, but another one of our sister studios, a flagship, some second party we're working on. A, a Ghost of Tsushima sword fighting game, I would love so much. I think that'd be so cool to do in VR. And even as I've been playing Horizon, there are moments in that game where you're swinging around in a way where I'm like, maybe a Spider-Man VR game isn't impossible. Because you are do you are like you know you're cl- you're climbing up to but high did you altitudes, like of course. Swinging around, I kind of I kind of did like it, but it was a it was kind of a lot. Like, what was your feelings on like the more intensive like locomotive kind of set pieces in that game? Uh, I mean, I didn't always love that stuff, but I think if you make a Spider-Man game, you maybe could do that. If you're creative about the design about uh, design of it, I think you could find interesting ways to do it. But I Another wouldn't be able to tell game. you what, to, what <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you what those interesting ways are. Is the thing um but yeah like I, I think using doing some more playstation ip um vr stuff could be really cool and one thing i want to br- uh, bring up right in regards to jeff's tweet somebody did reply and said like quoted the the playstation blog and said the way it's written i don't think it necessarily means that the vr games are all from far- partners and then jeff grubb replies and says good point point." and so yeah it is okay, uh, good. okay sure. and then so then that's three of them right here's where i start mm-hmm. like we start taking off the plane's going probably too crazy on a hype train or whatever mm-hmm. but I would toss in there, Alex, Half-Life Alex. Okay. I still sure. think that'll eventually, it's going to make its way over here. Valve is very much in the meta boat of like, we got to support all these different things and why not make some more money off of that? And then my final prediction, which is the craziest because I really don't know the business dealings, but I don't think anybody does, would be that you get a trailer for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas VR. Because if you remember, <laughs> that's a while. <laughs> remember, Meta did it. Meta had the whole thing when they did the metaverse shit where they, it was like, a complete throwaway from Zuckerberg and uh, the woman he was talking to. I forget her name. But he was like, I'm also excited to announce, you know, we're working with Rockstar to make GTA San Andreas VR for MetaQuest. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I still think that that leaves open. It didn't sound like it was exclusive, like it was only their thing. I think that would leave the door open to come in here and be like, all right, here's an actual trailer, which would be incredibly short and whatever. But that is the one of, you do that and that's a megaton and that's a really, really big fucking deal. Yeah. I would love that. Of course. Yeah. I would be shocked by it, but I, I I would love it. And I think, you know, it being ex- not an exclusive would make sense just for the fact that it's a Rockstar IP. Yeah. And, like, does MetaQuest have the juice to, like, get Rockstar to release one of their biggest titles as an exclusive? Well, they, when they announced this, they were had a little bit more juice and money, I think, than before everything went to hell. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think all that, all, all that stuff would be awesome. I think Half-Life Alex would be such a slam dunk of an announcement and i'm surprised that we haven't gotten it yet which is the thing that that's made me lose um, more hope on it as we as we've gotten further but you know i think that would count as like the all right now here's a here's a banger you know this is something we talked about talked to paris about um last week in terms of like is there something on the platform that is this is where it's at right this is the system seller for for vr um i think having half-life alex on there would be a system seller right and i think it would like if you can get that and then maybe a couple others between maybe a new Astrobot game or yeah. something that, that is a Ghost of Tsushima game that is fire, right? That is a banger. You know, I don't want... I, 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 I know we keep going back to Horizon Call of the Mountain. I don't want, like, a Horizon Call of the Mountain level game. I want something that is like, oh, no, this works and this is really fun. Then I think you start to to really sell people on the headset. I would accept something that looks like Horizon Call of the Mountain, though, because to its po- credit, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this could be it. And it just happened not to have been. So mm-hmm. I, I won't... I wouldn't necessarily say like the idea itself was, you know, innately flawed. Like I think if I saw something that had that kind of vibe, um, I would pop for that because it had, 
and again, it's not a bad game by any means, but at the same time, to Greg's point, like I'm not it I'm kind of going back for the culture more than for the fun. Like and I said this during our review, like I lived in those and Zero Dawn in Forbidden West because I loved it. Um, I am living in Call of the Mountain. I'm going to live in Call of the Mountain for a bit because I love the other ones. And I'm like, I'm down for just like the collective now. Even but playing like, Call of uh, the Mountain, right? It's like, I'm like, man, I can't wait for uh, the fire one, Burning Shores. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, I'm, yeah, I can't yeah, wait oh to get God. back in this for it's Burning Shores. So good. Uh, Janet so put it while we were talking there, put in the tweet from PlayStation that read, State of Play is back. Tune in Thursday, 1 p.m. for... Five new PlayStation VR 2 titles from partners. So I love this back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's like, definitive. Because here's the thing. And it wasn't and it wasn't like a because I'm like, and this always happens when there's like a state of play. Because it's there's like eight different ways it's written. It's like in the blog and in the thing. But I'm like, I feel like I remember it being from partners. And this is the from partners tweet. Again, I and I know you're in the weeds, and I'm not even trying to be like, well, the ghost oh, of Tsushima yeah. thing could still have like partners. But it's also the point of speculating. You, you could know, partner like, up the, and have somebody work on a, a PlayStation IP. It, yeah, like that's, Iron Man that's VR true type too, stuff. Yeah. Well, even mm. though that wasn't a PlayStation, I was like, wait, like, they don't know but it was like exclusive at the time, like Spider Man with yeah. Insomniac when they did. Or well, I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. Anyways, and then hot Indian third party reveals, which is interesting. I, you know, in case you know what they've said on the actual blog, of course, was just hey, third party partners, nothing about indies, yeah. or, you know, or whatever. Interesting. One that I don't, I don't have any sort of like this comes from nowhere, aside from somebody in chat said it, and now I can't get it out of my head was Ant Man VR, and like. Yo, think, that would that would be lit. Like, right, that, like, I, when they said that, I was like, "Oh, don't just dream out loud." And I was like, "Wait a second, actually, that makes a lot of sense." Just based off of we got Iron Man VR, right? Like Ant Man. If you're gonna make an Ant Man game, doing it in VR might be the way to do it, just for the cool shit you can. And do And you have visually. to imagine they're working on more VR titles for in with Marvel. Marvel IP, right? Yeah, the, where they're going with that. If that would be, I'll love something like that or a Doctor Strange VR game. But I would yeah, love a Doctor cool, Strange just pop proper game as well. The the Ant Man thing now now you've like passed it on to me because now that's what I really want. And if it's not that, like I. I would love just any game that utilizes you're a small character in a big world. Cause one, I love that in any game. Like that's one of my like gaming tropes that I really enjoy. But two, that's one of the most fun things about being in VR is getting to feel immersed in terms of scale and spectacle. And I think that a game that kind of plays with that proportion would totally nail that. I mean, like if you think of even just the, be the beginning of Call of the Mountain or like how they have that like movie version, part of the coolness is like seeing the creatures in they were kind of like life size, you know, because you don't really have that experience. In Wait, the game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Full fucking stop. We're talking about you know, go wide again, Barry. We need to see everybody for this one. Uh, they were talking about, uh, hey, they should make an Ant Man VR game. And in the live chat, <laughs> live chat, yo, call me Rob. Goes, that's just Janet's real life. <laughs> you know, I almost it didn't my, need to be said. My it didn't when I need to that. be said. But I will say, when I was playing VR. Um, and like, I don't know, like, light. There's not really spoilers because we know Aloy is in the game. You're just not Aloy. And I was like texting Blessing about playing PSVR. And I'm like, the thing that took me out of VR was the fact that I am taller than Aloy, which I just know is not true. Like, <laughs> God, that's so fucking funny. Um, I think Among Us is going to be there. Among Us VR. Ah, uh, yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think that's going to be that one of the games. Like, at this point, I've, I've just accepted that it's going to be Among Us Beat Saber and maybe like three other I'm games. That for, I would be. Happy's a little strong. You, He's like, you can argue I've never been happy, right? But let's let's dream for a second. I would be happy, I think, with two banger type things. And to me, a banger type thing would be um a really cool, like not necessarily a new IP, because it like a new uh, I guess iteration of an IP, right? So it could be like the ghost thing, it could be, you know, mm. freaking Ant-Man or whoever. Inscription VR. And 
yeah it was even spider even though i'm like i don't know i don't think it will work but i was like okay sure why not um or and or uh like half-life alice like a big deal port like a port that really moves the needle like that would be or even honestly it's kind of a petty pop but like if we're going to run back 2016 20 whatever like give me an astro port even like that would be something i mean i'll love them to port astro i if they had it as one of the five announcements i would be underwhelmed that's one where i'm just like put that in a blog post if you're gonna if you're gonna port astro because astro is a dope ass game but that's also a game that is now at this point old and has already been on playstation vr um hardware but yeah this is one this is a tough one to speculate about because i think them saying five new psvr2 titles and even saying from um, partners could mean anything right yeah you're talking about new game um or gameplay reveal there's so much that hasn't that we've not seen gameplay for that are that could be ports and so now I feel like we're 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 navigating just a very wide space of games that makes it very hard to 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 um, predict. But yeah, like I'm very much settled on like I think Among Us, Beat Saber, and then if we're lucky, Half Life, Alex. How long do you see this state of play being? And I forgot offhand. Like, is there a set cadence? To is it always like thirty? No, minutes? they they change it up. Do- they change it up. Because they're because they're looking at doing like the extended look for uh, Suicide Squad. It's supposed to be like fifteen, 15 minutes, right? more than fifteen. Yeah, I would assume right, like 15, thirty to 30. forty minutes. On uh, on this, but yeah, talking about uh, non VR stuff, right? Because there's still space there for oh, the anticipated games from our third party partners. Yeah, like what are we thinking in terms of that? You know, I do we think because I wrote down you know Pacific Drive. We've seen that um, yeah. quite a bit. I could see that appearing here. I wrote that, I wrote down another trailer. That'd for be a good indie too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because Pacific Drive I think fulfills that Sifu um, like PlayStation indie like the kind of title that they like to promote like um, Rollerdrome. Yeah um uh stray like i think pacific drive is in that category of indie for them um goodbye volcano high it's been forever if you want to play that. the game because we like playing the game play the before game. you get to Vo- goodbye volcano high i don't want to do that jan and i both took a demo for pacific drive yeah not too long ago and i was actually going through my email to make sure the embargo's up because it's been a hectic month and yeah i lifted yeah. on the ninth and i think mm-hmm. what's interesting about that is if you were going to be in this i think you would sit on your preview embargo until that day right because you want to pop and you want to be able to have, but i guess it's you still kind of get the best of both worlds because you can have the thing on the ninth that we didn't talk about and then <laughs> yeah, but other people did and then on um, this happens people go oh yeah that was a cool game and yada 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 we'll see it was the, did the embargo on the ninth line up with anything any event or anything not to my knowledge no and i didn't really i didn't okay. vibe with it so i didn't really talk yeah about okay it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Wait, I, I wrote up. Uh, oh, don't say that. Y'all I, didn't vibe with the Pacific I Drive. I knew that. I knew I that so this w- moment would come on a show where it wasn't like we're not going to do a games daily about like Pacific Drive previews lifting. And I was like, mm-hmm. maybe on a games cast where what have you been playing? We haven't done that in forever. And then I was like, you know what? There'll be a PS I love you where we yeah, stumble man. into Pacific Drive, and I was and just I like, not forgot, vibing this game. I forgot to like this bugs me out so like, much because I'm so playing. looking forward to it. But like, because I had I wrote up a preview and everything, and like yeah, Greg was there. I saw his the, the digital his the circle in there. You know, I was like, okay, there's Greg Miller. Um, yeah, like it didn't. Okay, to its defense, because preview always has caveats. We didn't play hands off. Yeah, hands off, hands off preview. Maybe it just doesn't. Maybe you gotta play it and be in it to feel it. But like the experience of doing a run just was not interesting to me, and I feel like it's a little bit less narrative heavy than I expected it to be. And at least from this, like we didn't really get a glimpse into like the kind of what kind of narrative things will be popping up in this we just know like oh well structurally like you'll learn more over time but 
yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't do it for me. I was not I, I I went in, which is again kind of like a damning preview, but for me personally, I went in excited and I left less excited, frankly. Yeah. Um yeah, it just I'm still gonna play it because I'm like, yo, I rocked with it from the jump. Let me see how it turns out. But um just the general flow of going out, going on these runs, getting car like, you know, upgrading your car and kind of being alone in this world too like maybe maybe it'll work out like i do see glimpses into you know the the benefit of having an exploratory game like that but i don't really see the carrot on the stick like why am i doing it and like what's enriching in the process or am i doing this for a means to an end and if i'm doing for a means to an end what's really compelling me to do it as a as a player what will make or break it is the intro and how they set it up it's because we were, if, you, if you're not familiar with Pacific Drive for some reason, which I understand it's a small indie game, yeah. um, it's the one that you've seen where you're driving a station wagon out into the world doing runs. And so it is very much like you go out and you're getting materials to then make the car better, to make it, you know, stronger or do this or, you know, do these kind of things. And it's like, already I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not really the car guy of like, I want to build out the machine and stuff. Mm. So it's like, we were watching it and I was waiting for who, what the human element is. Who am I? What am I doing? And they didn't want to do the story at all. So it was just them showing the systems, which was then like, okay, like I don't, why am I doing this? Who am I? What is the point of this? And it was, and I, I was talking to Jan about, it. I'm like, you know, I get it. Systems are fun. Leveling up is fun. Getting stronger is fun. Like that's there. But like watching the demo we were presented with, you know, like you're just like running from blue electricity on the ground or this, that, the other trying to, it's like, it didn't. There's like things in the sky that are floating and trying to take your door. And it was just like, I, I think what I sent to Janet was like, where's the fun? Like, I just don't see, I, I'm not seeing the fun. I would connect with it. And obviously, you know, we all play different things. So don't let us, if you think, if you're totally in on the concept of what it is, don't let that bum us, let us bum you out. But it's just like, from what, I, if it has a strong opening explaining like what the fuck is going on and what the fuck I'm trying to do. Awesome. If the game is no, make your car fucking stronger and drive through these green things. I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in this. Well, damn. We'll see, though. Sorry. But they should still keep showing it because you got to promote it. And a lot of people, again, to Greg's point, where it's like, yeah, we should have opened with what the hell this game is. Because I talk to plenty of people that love PlayStation and they like these, especially these smaller indie titles, they miss them. So I wouldn't be surprised if I see that, um, you know, rolled out here. No pun intended, because the car has wheels. Oh, wait, full disclosure, too. Sorry. Even though I just shit all over that game. Oh, but yeah. I guess that was my point. That's a pop agenda game. And my yes. wife works or founded pop agenda. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. In terms of PR, they don't make the games. They just help them publish them. But I'll right. tell you what, I'm playing it. <laughs> I'm still going to play it. I want to see how it all comes right Yeah, that was a Papa Jenna game, yeah. too. Man, Papa Jenna posted some stinkers, huh? You have a yeah, family meeting. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? I work. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to like. I don't want to have to redrag Jet the Far Shore, but I will say because it was like a PS Plus game like not too long ago, and then Isaiah, Isaiah turned to me and he's like, oh, "Damn it, why did I redeem this? Like, I don't want this game." Because he saw me play and he didn't like it either. Anyway, uh, other indie games that are exciting. I, I speaking of previews, like I previewed Chia earlier this year. I'm really excited for that. Um, I really enjoyed my time with it, and I feel like since they had that preview, I'm expecting they do have like the oh 2023 window. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a date. I do think Chia is kind of in that realm to your point blessing of mm-hmm. there's a couple titles that we are kind of like starting to associate more heavily with PlayStation, even if they are like multi-platform titles. And I think Chia has been in this kind of setting before and might pop up again. Yeah, I think Chia would be a, um, a good bet for something that we see because that's a game that's been floating around for what feels like forever. 
It's uh, got to come out before Breath of the Wild 2, though. Oh, my God. Like, I just realized Oh, that. yeah. Because that Please. game definitely has some of those Please. some of those vibes to it. And so, yeah, I think they yes. want to get it. I think that's one where it's, it's a like... It's Zelda-like game, yeah. I think it's like either it's out in the few weeks or it's out now or it's out soon or they give a broad, uh, date for the fall because yeah. I don't think you want to release that near, man. What am I? Not on the indie side of it at all, but in terms of their anticipated games from our third-party partners that I think will be there, I think you're going to get a uh, uh, Crash Team Rumble. Oh, I yeah. I think it'll get that maybe even a release date because I think that's still just 2023, right? 22. That's, even though that's a Activision joint and they're being bought by uh, Xbox? I think that's another one, right, of just being like, hey, you ain't bought yet. Come over here. Help <laughs> us out. Do this thing. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can could, I could see it. One author out there, uh, speaking of third-party partners, um, for tr- on the AAA side, there was that game, oh, man, was it called Stellar Night or something like that? Um, it was like, ah, oh, I'm going to look this up because now this is going to bother me. It was at one of their previous state of plays. Um, I believe it was at the last state of play. I have it pulled up here. Let's see. It had Tekken 8. It had the PSVR. Demio was there. Dragon Age. saying Stellar Blade? Maybe? Stellar Blade. I think, yeah, Stellar Blade. Stellar Blade. That was the thing that was formerly known as Project Eve, and it's a really cool-looking action game. Oh, yeah. 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 And I believe that that's is good, slated for sometime this year. And so if that's the case, I think you would want to uh, follow up on it and maybe give a date or something. There's also Goodbye Volcano High. That was that I brought up brought that up. Uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, Do you think we ever see that game ever again? I, I mean you I, I mean you have to at some point, right? But you want to talk I think about it's, it's struggling. It seems like it's like t- you know, it's been cuz it's gotten delayed at least once. Did I dream that? Well, it was announced as a PlayStation 5 launch game. It was in the launch window or whatever. Wait, was they, it really? Right. When they that's, they debuted yeah. it there. Yeah, that's, that was in the first PlayStation uh, 5. But like was office. it announced for launch or was it like because I remember that's where we first saw it. So I've been like waiting on this thing to actually come it down out. The road, but I feel but like I don't, it, I don't know if they ever gave it a window. I think they did give a window, but they never give a date. I don't think so. It's like the debate okay. of what is a delay. Like, oh well. Yeah, we, if you, you know. never say what your actual date is. Can you I mean, I wrote it in my diary, but like, that's not how official is that? Because <laughs> I think the, I mean? the like, last two games from those showcases that are made. The game like, was initially announced on uh, June eleventh, twenty twenty, at Sony's Future of Gaming online event for the PlayStation Five, with a release window of twenty twenty one. Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, this uh, this and Little Devil Inside are like I think the last two indie titles that they had uh, included in that thing. And now I'm I'm just waiting for those to come out. Right? Little like, I'm Devil expecting Inside those is haunting thing. me. Like I am so excited to like get to move on with my life because there is there's always is that one game that like just keeps not coming out, and I'm like, all right, still excited, still waiting. So yeah, I, I don't know. Who's going to draft it? Which one? Little Devil Inside? Uh, Absolutely not. Honestly, I don't know that I believe. I got to see more again. You know what I mean? Because I, I always see different stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the faith, if I'm being honest. I'm going to show up, but I'm not full of faith. A, a couple more I'll throw out are, I think we'll, we'll see something from either Street Fighter Six or Tekken 8. And I think it might be a character reveal. Okay. Or maybe both. Mm. Who knows? What about uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen? Ooh, I mean, that's coming up, right? That's coming yeah. out in June. So we're getting close to the time where you'd want to hype it up. Well, yeah, I guess because they're with PlayStation. It's PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. That's a good one. Uh, but now are we, are we, get, are we overhyping ourselves is my question. I hear, I, you know, because I feel like how much hype... I mean, I, I know people are excited for the game, but it's not like it's new information. It's just like we're here to sell and remind you we got some games. You can almost hear me want. say the entire... How... And I was like, how much hype is there for Final Fantasy 16 in terms of like, mm. well, it's a known quantity. You're in or you're out. That's yeah. or you're, you know, It's not like it's a brand new announcement, right? It is just the idea of it. Janet nailed it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still talking. Like, <laughs> I think the overhype would be Death Stranding 2 stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 
What about Spider-Man? You know, this is no. No. If you're doing this, Jeff Grubb's never wrong, and if he says there's a showcase around E3, you save Spider-Man for that. Yeah. And in general, state of play is, you know, more specific and also a little bit more low key. Like, no shade to any of the games that they are talking about here, but like, it's either you're either here because of specificity, or you're here because low key, you're like in the B or below, and that's not. Hey, Mm -hmm. not everything is like the hottest thing in the world. How dare you do that to Resident Evil Four remake? And Street Fighter. That was the one before you they did, so that doesn't count. did that to Resident Evil 4. Okay. That's a, look, let's, why is that, right? And why is that? Why is that there? I think we know why. Um, and again, it's not to say there aren't headliners for a good state of play. I think a good state of play does have things where you pop for it, where things that will make you say, no, no, this was good because we had blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. You you need that to have a good state of play, but that doesn't mean that, you know. I want to I want to yeah, ask about expectations for oh, state yeah, of play. Oh, yeah, Resident Evil 4 remake. That has to be something there probably, right? Yeah, probably a new trailer. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um I want to ask about expectations now for state of play because around this time last year, I think the conversation was basically no never expect any bangers anymore from state of play because they stopped giving those out. And then state sure. of play happened in May that brought the goods that was Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6 and Rollerdrome and all those games. And there was one uh, in September that also had some pretty good stuff there, right? And I want to recap a little bit because what the one in September we had that God of War Ragnarok story trailer that closed out that thing. Uh, we had Sin Duality, um, we had Rise of the Ronin. Project Eve, aka Stellar Blade. <laughs> there was another look at PlayStation Stars. Remember PlayStation Stars? Yeah, um, man. There was oh, a Hogwarts. I got to opt in and collect some shit, probably. Oh, yeah, there's probably a hell of VR challenges in there. Uh, Hogwarts. No, <laughs> <laughs> you think they forgot about that? I don't think there's one <laughs> VR challenge in PlayStation Stars right now. I will oh, check man. for you and let you know. Uh, Pizza Bet. Pizza Bet. I'll bet no, because I kind of believe them. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy uh, was there. Pacific Drive was there. Dragon Ishin was there. Um, Demio, uh, that's a tabletop VR game. That was there. The Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition was there. And then Tekken 8 was at the end. This is all from the last day to play that happened in September. Yeah. There was that May one. I'm not going to recap that one, but trust me, it was a banger. And then before that, there was one in March. And this is during the season of... of me every single time being like, don't expect shit from State of Play. This is what that State of Play looked like. We got... A trailer for Exoprimal coming out in 2023. That's the one that everybody thought was Dino Crisis that ended up not being Dino yeah, Crisis. Yeah. Uh, there was a trailer for Ghostwire Tokyo. There was a Stranger of Paradise trailer. There was a trailer for Forspoken, Gundam Evolution, uh, TMNT, The Cowabunga Collection, Giga Bash, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Trek to Yomi, The Returnal Ascension Co-op Update, The Deal Field Chronicle, and then Valkyrie Elysium. That was a whole ass state of play. And like granted, like there's some cool things in there, but for the most part, I feel like that was sort of a letdown, right? And that was the one that was last uh, March. Yes, that was March 2022. Are we back to where we're like, you know what? State of plays are are gonna be bangers now. Are you bangers? saying we need to no, do no. another state of the state of play? Yes. State the state of state of play. Also, we snapped on that episode. That was a great like, episode. We need to get rid of Greg Miller more often. Yeah. Damn, fuck, guys. Come on now. Hey, hey we're all friends here. <laughs> we are all friends. <laughs> But yeah, you say Maybe. you say no. I think you say we need. Go for it. Okay, yeah, I think we need Fuck. a little you bit. Want, you would have gotten a pizza if you would have taken the bet. Damn it! What are the what are the VR challenges? Can I get oh, one? Oh well. Yeah, no. I mm, so you What's could get the heroic collectible Sony Glasstron PLM A thirty five. Ready to put on your headset and peer into virtual future? No, not with the PSVR 2. We're talking about the Sony Glastron PLM A35, the futuristic head-mounted display from 1997. 
The way to unlock it is don't dig out your old Glastron. Just play any game on the PlayStation 4 or 5. I'm sorry. I would have gotten I would have won. Wait, what won. the fuck? <laughs> Why would they make a VR challenge? It's not a VR challenge. Well, it's not a VR challenge. It's just about the Glastron. Is this a reference about a VR the thing that they did yeah, yeah. in 97? Is this is a jab at themselves for how little that they're promoting PSVR 2, that they're like, let's not even do something for that. Let's, you know, do this weird reference to the 80s. There's a fighting game. With <laughs> it was 97. <laughs> Oh, here you the go. The 60s? I don't know. <laughs> Remember, I was just talking about folding at home. Thank you for being one of the f- among the 15 million PlayStation 3 owners who help scientists study proteins. With your help, over 100 million computational hours were used to help scientists better understand complex diseases. I can get this folding at home collectible if I play any game on PlayStation 4 or 5. You're I fucking this hate this shit. Stars is not hit. Does Stars needs a revamp. hit at all. Just stop. No, let it die. I digress. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have gotten distracted. Just you know how I get riled up about fucking stars. Of course, I understand. Thank you. I understand. So, state of play good now, Greg? I think state of play is solid. Like, it, it's, I think what state of play does well is tell you ahead of time what it's going to be, and then it's about up to you not to run crazy with like what you think it might be. Which is why here of like you know even getting to San Andreas or Alex, <laughs> I was like, gonna say you said they should San never Andreas have left it up to me. That's their. That's that sounds like a personal problem. Why would you leave it up to me? I feel um, like you know. <laughs> Oh, is this one going to be a crazy one and set our hair on fire? Maybe, maybe not. Like, I think the VR stuff probably won't, even if it is some of the cool shit we talked about. Is that going to be the most amazing game of all time? No. And the third-party partnership stuff, no, it won't be the big stuff because they'd save that for a showcase and third parties, uh, the biggest third parties want to make a splash on their own. But I think it's going to be a solid one. I think it'll be fun. I think I, I'm, again, like we were talking about, excited that at least they're talking about PlayStation VR beyond the launch. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You know, it's a day beyond the launch. Let's see what happens, you know, after that as we go. But I'm okay with it. I'm expecting to come out of this PlayStation showcase or place the um, state of play <laughs> and going. All right, cool. Do you, the one thing, and I know we've gone long on this, so we can get out of it and go to the ads after this. But like the one thing we haven't talked about, which is a weird prediction, but like I'll give it is like, what is your hype level now for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and do you think it's gone up exponentially after this state of play? Oh, that's a good question because my hype level went down a lot after the whole uh, Battle Pass leak that they had sure. right for me that gave me no offense a lot of marvel's avengers vibes sure. in a way okay. that didn't excite me um and i think them i think them doing 15 minutes at a playstation state of play is a very <clears throat> very good decision because i think they need time to let's really get into the nitty-gritty yeah of what let's this game get is. into the details let's actually tell you what this game is as opposed to just showing you a bunch of cinematic trailers that look really cool and it's gonna overhype it let's actually show you what this is I'm gonna say yeah. I think I think I think doing 15 minutes at a state of play speaks to confidence. So I think, and honestly, right now I can only go up. And so yeah, I feel I, like that's where I am too. Where it's like we've talked about this before, but it's like all right, cool. Like I know Rocksteady from the Batman games, and obviously I like the Batman games. So like, there's a base level. Rocksteady is really good, but again, as I've beaten this horse to death so many times, I don't want to be the Suicide Squad. I want to be the Justice League. This it looks. I don't know 100. Do I will I ever want to be King? Like I'm in the basement in terms of hype on this. So yeah, I can theoretically only go up if it looks good. Mm-hmm. Janet, are we wrong? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Because I could go down. I could definitely go down <laughs> for sure. Like I am not excited about this game. I don't think it's going to be good, but I wasn't confident enough to counterpick it in our draft because everyone's like rock steady, rock steady, rock steady doesn't make bad games and no one makes a bad game until they do. So um, <laughs> I personally don't have any faith um, and I am nervous about what we're going to see, but I'm excited to like, Get something that's more practical to like y'all's point. Like, what do the systems look like? What is the gameplay loop? Um, and you know, it's still just 15 minutes. That's not a lot of time. Um, hopefully, they use it well, and 
at least give me a clear understanding of what to expect because i feel like i don't currently have the best understanding of what i'm gonna get out of this sure um all i have is everyone telling me that rocksteady doesn't make bad games and that's personally not enough for me because that's just never enough they've not put out a bad game since 2015 because they not put out a game in 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, yeah. It's like, okay, like, I, it's easy to put out like, a bad game when you haven't put maybe, out a game in years. Maybe you're watching. And I would love to be wrong. I would love for this to be, oh, no, this is like one of my favorite games of the freaking year. That would be incredible. But I am not feeling great about it. So we'll see. What I am feeling great about, ladies and gentlemen patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can get each and every episode of psi love you xoxo ad free as an mp3 and a youtube video of course you can get a bevy of bonus content dozens of episodes each and every month like kind of feudy greg way the shit list next gen podcast the list goes on there's so much there for your audio and viewing pleasure and of course you get all sorts of cool merch and exclusives and things we put up that are super super neat but, like I said, no support for this show. You can get it ad-free over on Patreon.com slash funny. But since you're not there, here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blessing. Greg. What's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, speaking of VR, there are 10 new PlayStation VR 2 games that have been announced for the launch window. What? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm sure they're going to be a bunch of 
High quality game names that don't sound like they were spit out of a random generator. You're getting another fisherman's tale. Fuck. Gorn. Knock bow plus arrow soccer. <laughs> Have you seen this? Okay, no. wait, hold on. Stop Actually, Barrett, they put out a trailer for this, I think right before we went live. Knock colon bow plus arrow soccer is bow and arrow soccer. It's Rocket League, but instead of it being oh, cars, hell it's yes. bow and arrow. Yeah, please pull this up. We got Hellsweeper VR. Uh, Ragnarok, but rock is spelled like rock and roll. Uh runner. Start Enders, intergal- Intergalactic Bartending, which I'm in that game. Apparently, also, yes. you're in there. Yeah, we, ne- we, pl- we started playing it during the stream. We never got to the part where you meet my character. Oh, yeah, not this a, looks exactly a, like Rocket League. Not a fun tutorial. <laughs> oh. See? Oh. All right, uh, Greg, I'm going to need you to give me a code for knock. You're going to go <laughs> bow pro. And arrow. Go pro and knock soccer. bow arrow soccer. Uh, we got Sushi Ben, Swordsman VR, and then Unplugged Air Guitar. All right. Bringing the bangers, you know? All right, let's talk about uh, PS Plus Extra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Horizon. Well, course. I mean, for real, like, I mean, like, it's hard. It's so hard to go from that, right? Of like, here's some generic ass names. Mm-hmm. They, like, Knock and Bow, like, you know. Knock and Bow looks, looks cool. Yeah. I know Gorn is it's a game that's a VR game that's been out for a while, and I know people uh, do like Gorn. Um, and I feel you, like Fisherman's Tale, another Fisherman's Tale is pretty. Well, it's new, right? That's like brand new, generally, right? I don't know. Because Fisherman's Tale came out. Fisherman's Tale came out last year. Not last year. Oh my god, last like on PSVR one. Fisherman's Tale. I feel like that one's pretty solid. I actually would probably check that one out. It's like a puzzle game. Hell yeah! And And then the um, fact that I have to explain that that I'm like, (laughs) oh yeah, I'm the only one that recognizes this. I think also might have something to say that isn't the best. We started Runner on the stream and. It looks, I mean, it's an anime adapted thing, I assume, from an older anime, and it looks fine. Greg played it, Greg was enjoying it. But I, yeah, you guys were like, oh man, this is cool, this is kind of awesome. I was like, I just, I'm not yeah, enjoying it. Me, this. Kevin, and the audience were all like, oh yeah, this looks interesting. Greg's like, I don't like this. Greg um, hates anime, it's okay. Oh. That's, yeah, that's fair. It's true. True. And then, yeah, I mean, does anything else? I mean, unplugged air guitar. I kind of want to see what that is because it sounds interesting. I've been I'm hankering interested. for like Guitar Hero, yeah, and like Rock Band, but I'm like this won't be that. No, you know what I mean. Like this is gonna be strum your your arms. Like all right, I want to be the bartender. The bartender. Oh yeah, then play play Star Tenders. I mean, Star Tenders is basically about being a bartender in space. Okay, because honestly, like it's funny because like I pulled up, I was playing like the Star Wars. Oh my god. Oh, this Tales air guitar game from the galaxy. What is what is oh, the wait, name of the game? Guitar, yeah, this looks terrible. Sorry, Jana, what were you saying? What is that? That Star Wars game, Tales, Tales from, from Galaxy's Gal- Edge. Yes, like I was playing that, and like when you get to the bar, like my brother like was seeing me play, and he's like, "I just want this to be a game." So like that's Star Tender. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about PS Plus Extra. Horizon comes out today, or if by the time you're listening to this, either yesterday or earlier this week, uh, to PS Plus Extra. Um, the rest of February's PS Plus Extra tier games, which premium subscribers also have access to, look like this. Uh, the Quarry on PS4 and PS5, Outriders for PS4 and PS5, Scarlet Nexus for PS4 and PS5, Borderlands 3 for PS4 and PS5, Tekken 7, PS4, Ace Combat 7, PS4, Earth Defense uh, Earth Defense Force 5 for PS4, Oninaki PS4, Lost Fear for PS4, uh, I Am Setsuna for PS4, and then The Forgotten City. Go and play that. Uh, I was going to say, go go off. Go off. Yeah, play Forgotten City. It's a fantastic game. If you like uh, fun detective mysteries, if you like time loops. This is the one that started as a Skyrim mod, yes, right? Yes, this was got, a Skyrim uh, mod that got awards for narrative, and then they ended up uh, making uh, turning it into its own game, uh, and it came out two years ago. Uh, God, time flies. It does. But yeah, check that out. 
Uh, and then premium level subscribers uh, get three PS1 classics playable on PS4 or PS5. Those are Legend of Dragoon, Wild Arms 2, and Harvest Moon Back to Nature. Uh, the PS4 version of 2005's Destroy All Humans is also available wow. to premium subscribers. Remember, premium is where you get the classic games. Yeah. So, Extra is just the one where you get the other games. Yeah. Uh, so Destroy All Humans, the uh, PS4 version, classic game for any PlayStation. Hey, whatever. That's a great extra tier. It should have been an extra tier. No, 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 no. I'm saying fuck Destroy All Humans. I don't want to talk about it. I don't give oh. a shit about it. Sorry, Barrett. Oh. Sorry, Barrett. I know you like Destroy All Humans. I'm sorry. I I, I'm Barrett's the, facial expression. The point I'm making. I know. I wish Barrett, I had a camera on Barrett, Barrett right there. going to swing he on somebody. He comes out of the little, like, I can't see him. He comes to the glass to flip me off. Here he comes. Oh, oh fuck everybody. Oh, he's, he's making his wrestler entrance. He's running. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He loves probing people. Uh, what I was saying is, it's a great <laughs> month for PlayStation Plus Extra. Oh, yes. Quarry, Outriders, come on. Borderlands 3, uh, you know, I'm picking the games I like a lot, and I know how much you like Forgotten City. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, yeah. That's and a, for, for Midwest. Horizon for Midwest, yeah. I think, being yeah. the headliner there, is such a fantastic addition to uh, PS Plus Extra. Yeah. Do you think we see more games, more of the PlayStation Studios games come to PS Plus Extra, let's say, one year after release? Because Horizon is, is about to hit its one-year birthday horizon's about to sell some dlc mm, okay let's get you point. in there let's Good call. you didn't play this game why don't you come in and you play this and think it's awesome and then guess what else you get yeah buy this dlc yeah that's a really good call yeah i think when they have something like that to promote yeah you'd see stuff like that happen uh talking about the drop of course uh or playstation picks i should say Play- playstation picks we talk about the games that are coming out this week on playstation along with the games that each of us have picked to play on playstation uh this week i had an open up game informer because we're getting let's see atomic heart February 21st, Like a Dragon Ishin, February 21st, uh, a bunch of PSVR 2 games. I'm not reading all of this, but you yeah. know, the whole, all 48 of the launch lineup we've talked about. Yeah. Yes. A bunch of PS4, PS um, VR games, and then Octopath Traveler 2 is coming Woo! February 24th to PS5 and PS4. Greg, what'd you pick to play on PlayStation this week? What I've been playing is Octopath Traveler 2. Full disclosure, I have been playing it on Switch because, of course, I got pulled. Out. I, I know. Uh, La- ladies and gentlemen, wow. before you boo me, let me remind you I played the original the on Switch, tables. of course, because that's all it was at the time. And then, of course, I was on the road. I didn't when have my given PlayStation. the opportunity to be on PlayStation, would you rather me hear Janet saying I played nothing on PlayStation because of a family emergency? Or would you rather me talking about Octopath Traveler? I'd rather Travel you stick to your guns. And, you I'd know, rather like, you trophies. shut up. I'm sorry I pissed you off about the fucking I, uh, destroying. No, I you. get it, though. I assume your save from Octopath 1 carried over to 2. It actually unlocked a ninth character. Which oh! Was, uh, it did, it did, it did. It did. Oh. I'm fucking around. The, the ninth Traveler. Now it's the ninth path because I don't know. The rumors Anyways, are true. Okay. Uh, I'm playing, I, as many people know, I'm not the JRPG guy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Octopath 1 was one of those rare ones that super connected with me. I was like, this is so much fun. This is awesome. Uh, and I played the shit out of that on Switch. Uh, I got this one, and I'm still early in it. I won't, I've only been able to put probably like six or seven hours into it. Uh, but I'm having a great time with it. It's the same awesome combat system, if you're not familiar with it there, where you battle these enemies, and you know, but as you do attacks on them, it'll show you what they're vulnerable to, which then you know you use the vulnerabilities to then get them into a like sleepy state or whatever, where you can do bigger moves on them, and yada, yada, yada. But of course, the whole thing is that you have all these different characters you play as. It's broken up by chapters. The, one of the things they talked a lot about um, with the sequel here is that they wanted to make sure the stories actually intersected more because they didn't do that much in Octopath Traveler 1. Uh, so you, I am already seeing that early in the game. The story's crossing over and, and influencing one another. And it's the same thing a lot. Uh, how I, I don't know how much you ever played of the original Octopath, but it's a lot how you talked about uh, Live Alive. Live. 
where it's like, you know, sometimes this one hits or this one doesn't, but you can, you're in and out of it so quickly. And I think mm. the stories you jump around, right? Mm. And so for me, that's what I think works for me in so many different ways. Of course, it's the, you know, HD 2D art style that, you know, at the time was so charming and so crazy for Octopath the first time around. Now, of course, it is like standard fare. You see this in a lot of different places. But it is this idea uh, playing through it that I think what works for me is the simplicity of it where it is. I'm getting a story. It's all voice acted. Uh, you know, they are telling me these different little tales that even if I'm not into the one I'm currently playing, I'm going to get off of it soon enough to get to somebody else's. And then it's the idea of like, okay, cool. Run around the town. If I want to do the side missions, you know, in dungeons, go down this one place to get to a treasure chest to get better equipment, better loot or whatever. Then go in and do the battle system. And then you're on to the next thing. Like the pace of it works so well. And uh, again, works well for me personally as a handheld uh, on switch. Of course, if, now that I'm back in the United States and SF, I could be playing it on my backbone and having a whole bunch of uh, mm. different things there. But right now I'm having a great time with it. Uh, I'm, I, I, you know, long from ever rolling credits on it. We'll see. I, I'm very excited for this dice trip to actually be able to just sit in a plane and not have to, you know, me and Jen trade off Ben or something for it and then get to a hotel and be able to just chill. I want to chill in a bathtub and play for a while. That's like the dream I have right now. Don't after drop it. The hellish two. Ah, fuck it. Oh, the see, I was imagining fine. he wasn't even taking a bath. He's just sitting in an empty bathtub. I just want to sit there. Oh, really. I think He's the like acoustics the would be great times. for it. The acoustics would be really, really great for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, having a great time with it. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have Octopath back in my life. So in the way that it's formatted because when i played live live right like yeah. for the stories you're hopping in and then like you do the story and it's like an hour to two hours and then you move on to the next one and you don't you don't really go back and forth between the characters sure. i assume an octopath are you going back and forth and like how does that so the way it works like uh you when you're playing right and you're going through your thing the game's always very clear of like okay this area is like for level 15 or this thing's there and like mm -hmm. it'll show your if you're on a um, your character's thing and it'll show you the objective it'll say like oh that's you know level 16 up there so you know you need to play other stuff to get there and so usually you'd see going up to that chapter two or three or whatever it would be for your character the other characters are populated on the screen there in terms of like in grayed out like fog of war areas you work your way, you meet them, and then what happens usually is it'll ask you, like, cool, hey, you've met this person. Do you want to play their story? Like, you wouldn't be able to do anything else with anything. You won't have you won't have the wheel again, basically, until it's done with chapter one or chapter two or whatever it's going to be. And you, and if you say no, you can always go to a bar and play that story when you want to. But I usually just say yes and do it that way, and then they join your party, and you, the game kind of mutates off from that. Gotcha. Yeah, I really want to try it out because again, I love I loved Live Alive so much, which also had the HD two D uh, style and like Octopath One. I started and it's just that weird thing of Octopath takes itself way more seriously than something like sure. Live Alive because it's like truly like a fantasy RPG, whereas Live Alive is like a goofy fantasy RPG, I guess. Um, but yeah, like I fell off of Octopath, but since playing Live Alive. I've fallen in love with the art style so much. Sure. I really like what Square Enix does with the it's so gorgeous it's, stuff. It, and I should say too, you know, I'm often, uh, I'm you know, I'm the handheld guy for Octopath, and then often when I talk about video games, I'm not the music guy like Tim is. Like, mm -hmm. it is gorgeous, and I think the soundtrack is so fucking good. Really? Like, it is one of those games that I'm playing on the Switch and I have it turned up, and I'll put it down to do something, and I'll just let it like sit on the menu or battle music because I like it so much. Hell yeah, Janet, what you picked to play on PlayStation this week? Um, I'm I'm going into the weeds of my library, and I'm like, what do I want to knock out? But also because, you know, I think last episode, maybe, I was, or like two episodes ago, I was talking about playing games with Isaiah on PlayStation, and I'm like, you know what we haven't done, Isaiah? We haven't done a single-player game that we played together, like pass the controller, like mm. we're hanging out. So I'm like, let's try to do that. Let's switch it up a little bit. Uh, went with Alan Wake Remastered to start... Um, 
that he will not be continuing with me. I think I'll continue with it. Um, I will say it starts pretty clunky and kind of rough. Um, and I don't know if I'm, it's going to win me over, but I am interested in like the world that you're entering in sort of the, the mystery of it all. And you're this asshole who's like, I'm a writer and like, everyone loves me, but I hate everyone. And I'm like, all right. And then also felt kind of weird playing that with Isaiah where I'm like, this isn't me, you know, I'm not like this. Am I like, I'm not Alan Wake, but anyway, uh, Alan Wake remastered definitely feels, um, like a game of an earlier era, which it is, it's just remastered, but I figured with two coming up, you know, I, I vibe with remedies control. I do want to play Alan Wake two. I would ideally like to play it having played Alan Wake one. So I dipped into that and that was kind of weirdly ended up being the theme of our session. Like after we spent, I don't know, maybe like 30 plus minutes with Alan Wake two, Alan Wake one, sorry, uh, the remaster. Then I jumped into Jedi Fallen Order, which is a game that I did start when it came out, but I started on like my, I had my base Xbox one at launch for that game. And not only did that game have a lot of performance issues at launch, maybe it still has a couple of performance issues. It was on like pretty rough hardware so i just felt like you know what this isn't i don't think it's the time for me to have this experience i feel like i'm not really going to get to enjoy it or like get a lot out of it because it it runs kind of rough because i have such an old console running it sure. so now that i'm you know on ps5 you know it's had the updates and things i'm like yeah you know i, I did genuinely enjoy the conceit of it the kind of platforming action that was going on the the general adventure sure did it have a good map no but no. like whatever again no, another game that's going to continue where i'm like it'd be nice to like ideally have finished the game before like the next one comes out um so i think that's going to be our back and forth though now i'm like tied to the limitation of being back and forth but it's also kind of a long a long-ish game here we like, go it's not, the traditional you know, janet so like, thing <laughs> she hitched her wagon to somebody who's gonna take her four I years know. to beat this game <gasps> I think he'll be quicker than that or we'll give up or be like, you know, I just finished it without me. I don't care. So I think I think it won't take for my whole life to play it, um, but I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it so far. You know, I still have not gotten past what I initially had done, which is just kind of that opening sequence where you have like that, you know, pseudo fake out boss fight. And then you, you're on sure. like the, the first plant that you're on. You get like your first ability of like wall running. Like I haven't gotten past where I was before, but I'm getting pretty close because, again, I didn't spend that much time with it because it did run rough on my very, very old Xbox at the time. Um, so that's what I'm playing. That's what I'm getting into, enjoying uh, it so far. And we'll see how it goes. A couple of things. One, me and I cannot wait for Jedi Survivor. Like every single time I see gameplay, I know this is Jedi Fallen Order that we're watching right now. Yeah. But every single time I see gameplay, I'm like, man, I can't 100%. wait to get back into the in, yeah. into this world. And the trailer they showed at Game Awards was the thing that like got me super excited about it because every single thing they show, I feel like looks incredible. Um, but then also, I somehow erase the fact that Saw Gerrera, aka For Forrest Whitaker, was yeah. in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that came up, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> when did they, he get they there?" Keep trying to just put him in everything. Yeah. I was gonna say he's everywhere. He's a he's everywhere. He was originally a Clone Wars character, and then they're like, "Ah, let's make him a Rogue One character." Because he's also he's also Forrest in Whitaker player. Uh, play him. Let's have him in. I think Star Wars Rebels maybe for a little bit. Let's Mandalorian. Have him. He was in there. Uh, no, he wasn't in Mandalorian. Was he, he was not? In Andor. Uh, he was in Andor for like a, oh, a scene or two. Yeah. Uh, and then let's put him in Star Wars. Just enough. Uh, enough of Saga. Are you well, sure he you. wasn't? You sure he wasn't in? Who's the guy that I'm thinking of in um, Mandalorian? I'm thinking of um, Carl Weathers. Mando. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're a legend. You're a legend, Mando. Man, shout out <laughs> uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Blessing, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Redacted uh, ah. that I can't talk about, um, but I'd also, I talked about this before, that I booted up Gran Turismo 7 last night, and it's funny because I, 
I've been I've been like waiting for it, right? Like, I've been excited to try it out ever since hearing Snow Mike talk about it. Yeah. And um, last I I I, boot, I booted up Gran Turismo yesterday, and then I checked my email. I was like, oh, it's not the the update's not coming until later today. And so like last night. I booted it up and I was like, "All right, here we go, Gran Turismo Seven, and then the servers are down. And I'm like, "I just want to play this da- this damn game, man." Um, but I did get to like do like a demo race sort of thing yeah, that yeah. they let you do offline. Turns out, Gran Turismo Seven, always online game. I don't like that. Huh. I don't like. More people should talk about this. <laughs> That's a joke because a lot of people do talk about this, but it affected me last night. I was like, "Why the fuck are these servers down? And why can't I progress in this game?" Um, if you or someone you love has been affected by Gran Turismo's always <laughs> online mode, please call the number on your screen. Yeah, I. So you know, I played a little bit of it last night, but I, you know, I didn't want to play much of it without actually getting the the progression. And so this morning. I got a head start on KFGD, and then I had a free moment, and then I um, booted it back up again, and thankfully the the servers were online. And from the get-go, as soon as I clicked... Well, it took me a second to realize that there wasn't, like, another mode that I had to go to. Like, if you're wearing the headset, if you click a race, then it'll just shift you into VR. Oh, that's awesome. Which, like, is pretty cool, but also I it took me a while before I realized that. You I'm like, figure it out. You're like, it's at, too intuitive. Yeah, I'm looking at all the menus. I was like, where the... F- how do I switch to the VR mode? And I just started a race, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm in VR. Uh, God damn, that game looks gorgeous in VR. When yeah. you're wearing the headset and you look around and you're in your car, it is such a, a cool feeling. And when I was playing this morning, I was listening to a podcast, put on the podcast while driving, and it legitimately felt like I was driving listening to a podcast, which was really cool. And it makes me really want to use um, my roommate, Michael. He has a driving setup sure. uh, in the living room where he has the driving wheel, has the pedals and all that stuff. I really want to try that out playing in vr with the driving setup and i wanted him to use it as well because he is legitimately a gran turismo uh fan you know he was talking talking last year about how gran turismo 7 last year was one of his favorite games i think his mind is gonna be blown with it because even for me as somebody who's very now casually playing gran turismo 7 and i want to play a lot more of it now um i'm or my mind is blown uh playing it like i want to keep driving i want to play more i want to actually get invested and and, and p- progress through because it's really fun i I'm, I, I like it's funny when I play driving games usually I, I shift immediately to the third person view I do not like the cockpit view when I'm playing on a screen because I just don't get immersed in that way right sure. like I like seeing my car I like seeing the designs playing like being in cockpit view in VR totally changed that where I'm like it just works like it clicks into 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 place I like I have this reflex to like uh usually it's either I click in r3 or like press down on r3 in order to like look behind to see what's behind me I like try doing that and I'm like oh wait no I'm in VR just I can just either turn or I look in my rear view mirrors because my rear view mirrors actually work in that way um yeah this is like the most immersed I've been in like a game like this in VR right where it's trying to go for uh fidelity real world style um graphics and stuff like not doing like you know beat saber res infinite this is the most i've been into something that's going for a realistic style um but yeah that's been my time with gt7 so far i've not played that much but for the little bit i've played i want to play way more awesome look at that and you gave vr two out of five (laughs) i i hated it i I couldn't stand it just like miles morales my favorite my favorite was uh, you put out the tweet that we're gonna stream uh, VR today, and there are like people in there that's like, "Oh, blessing must hate this. Oh, blessing's not gonna be able to stand it the whole time." I'm like, I said it was okay. I thought I, I said you know, it was okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a VR contingency that's just a cult. <laughs> and they're like, if you don't say, you fucking love it. My my favorite is if PSVR two fails, it's on you for not backing it. <laughs> that's very. I appreciate a lot. the amount of power that people have given us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have, it's it's honestly too much. That's why my head's so big. Honestly, like literally, like next, I have a large uh, head for, for my the next body. PlayStation console, we should just not support it and let the PS6 fail. You know? Okay, don't say that. Didn't you but do yeah. that already with the Vita, Barrett? 
I mean, that's I'm true. To make that, that true. I mean, Nintendo that seems to be family. on the host of Podcast Beyond. I did everything I could. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a PS I Love You XOXO. Each and every week, we come together to talk about all things PlayStation for your PlayStation podcast. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get each and every episode of PS I Love You XOXO for well, you pay for it, but you get it ad free. And then, of course, you can watch us record the show live when there's no embargo. Of course, you could get dozens and dozens of bonus shows uh, each and every month. And you could get cool merch when we put them up for the physical tiered items. If you have no bucks tossed our way, it's no big deal. Use your creator code kind of funny when you're using Epic Game Store or playing those Epic games on your PlayStation. Of course, you could also get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny games in podcast services around the globe each and every week no matter where you get ps i love you xoxo please consider uh liking it reviewing it leaving a little rating all that jazz it helps us find the new audiences of playstation people looking for shows remember of course <laughs> even though we recorded the show earlier this week uh you can still see us react to the state of play on thursday on twitch.tv slash kind of i want games. you to know what happened youtube.com slash kind of funny i remembered the person in chat that <laughs> made fun of janet being as small as a man as sure. I was drinking the LaCroix, it made me laugh, spilled LaCroix on my shirt. <laughs> well, that's what you get. Of course, then if, there'll be a games cast on uh, YouTube.com slash Games and podcast services around the globe that'll act as your post show for that showcase. Come watch me and Stella host the Dice Awards Thursday night. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.